postmodern neo-Marxist. <laughs> Judo-Christian cultural. <laughs> Western civilization. <laughs> this poor young man. <laughs> who haven't heard a bloody word of encouragement in her goddamn lives. The, the, the truth is in the, the lobsters, lobsters, lobsters. I think if women wear makeup in the workplace, no wonder they get sexually harassed. It's obviously a sexual signifier. Lobsters. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of... Boys Gone Wild. Boys Gone Wild. Um, today's episode is going to be on Jordan Peterson, hence the song at the beginning. Uh, very stressful trying to do an episode on him because uh, I have too many thoughts and I don't like it when I don't have... It feels like it's a tough uh, subject to do in such a short amount of time um, with such little preparation. Um, But I'm going to give it a stab, so forgive the brevity of it and if I might even do some more on Jordan Peterson because I do have a lot of feelings on the the fella. Jordan... Um, it's been it's been it's the start of the fourth week of the show uh people have still been very nice with the comments i've had some really nice constructive criticism as well uh i think um some uh people think it's better if i focus more on the boys gone wild and have less of the preamble uh comment down below what you uh would prefer to see uh but then i'm getting some people say they like the historical ones more because it's like they learned about stuff they didn't know and some people say they like the more modern ones, like the TikTok stuff. So I'm still trying to work out what this thing is. Um, but yes, it's all very good. My girlfriend, so-called, well, now my ex, uh, told me that uh, she thought it was quite obnoxious that I opened my last three episodes with me vaping. Uh, she said it didn't come across as a ironic joke and that I should stop. And uh, that's why she's my ex. Because as you know, as John Peterson is telling you, these feminists are trying to take away the men's right to the power of will. You know? Men used to be real men. They used to be alphas. They used to, you know, have responsibilities. They used to vape all the time. But now, honestly, if my girlfriend says I can't rip fat clouds, then she's not my, my girlfriend. You know? What kind of woman expects to be in a healthy relationship with a man, but then says... Oh, you doing a podcast and opening it with you ripping fat clouds uh, makes you come across as quite unlikable. Uh, do you know who's coming across as quite unlikable now? You, darling. So pack your bags. You're leaving. Obviously, it was over a Zoom call, so it was. I wasn't. Tell- it, it made no sense that I was asking her to leave, but it was metaphorical. But obviously, she didn't get that because uh, women represent chaos. And men represent order. That's why men rep fat clouds with vapes. And why women will never understand that. It's clear. If you read the Bible, it's clear all over the Bible. Yeah. Also, uh, recently a, a mate suggested a, a, a book to me. A book on uh, 
pilot in the Battle of Britain. Now, I have no interest in airplanes, and I thought it was a very inconsiderate thing to do. Because I think if you recommend a book to someone and it hasn't changed your life and it's not an incredible book and you don't think they're going to love it, then that's an incredibly inconsiderate waste of time thing to do. I, I will only ever recommend someone a book if it's a 10 out of 10. And I think for every medium, the more commitment of time it asks of you, the lower the quality has to be for you to be a dick to have asked them to consume it. Okay, so I've made a little sort of chart or graph uh, or list, to be honest, um, where I think um, something like a meme, like a quick picture meme, sending that, the lowest quality that can be without being inconsiderate is 5 out of 10. So you can give me an average meme. I mean, I don't find that funny. But anything below 5 out of 10, even 5 seconds, you're wasting my time. If you give me a 4 out of 10 meme, that's I'm, I'm annoyed at you. But 5 out of 10, I'll be like, ah, whatever. I'll just give it, I'll throw it a lull. Just, there you go. Uh, then a YouTube video. If you send me a YouTube video, like a f three, four minute video, maybe a Vox video or something like that, or something you'd be interested in, you know, that's little com uh, commitment. I can just pop on, I can leave whenever, but it should be six out of 10. If it's dropping below six out of 10, then you're an asshole. Uh, then podcast, seven out of 10. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts. You constantly need new podcasts. Uh, everyone's always looking for new podcasts to consume, but there's so many out there. There's so many bad podcasts. So, it needs to be a good podcast. But 7 out of 10 is fine because it's not that committal. You know, I don't think you're asking a huge amount of someone uh, to listen to a new podcast. Just to try it out. You can really dip your toes into a podcast. And if you don't like it, you don't need to carry on. It's quite low committal. But still, below 7 out of 10, you're a prick. Um, then film, I think an 8 out of 10. If I'm going to recommend a friend a film, that's got to be an 8 out of 10, you know. I'm not. I won't be recommending you films that I think are seven out of ten because that's a, a big commitment to watch a film these days. Like two hours, like maybe uh, hour and a half, two hours. Like uh, it's got to be eight out of ten. It's got to be a, a good film, but it doesn't have to be. There's not enough nine out of ten or ten out of ten films. You know, sometimes you're fine watching eight out of ten. You know, uh, TV show. It's gonna have to be a nine out of ten because. If I'm recommended a TV show and a commitment of maybe three, four seasons or something like that, and I'm going to watch the first one or two episodes just to get a feel for it. And if it really is shit, then you've really led me on and it better be banging. So if you recommend a TV show, nine out of ten. Uh, and then finally, book. Book has to be ten out of ten because no one reads books anymore. Uh, I do read, but it's fucking arduous and it really it hurts. And I try and force the words into my head. Uh, at great pain uh, so every time I read a book I do a lot of research and make sure that the book I'm reading is going to change my life I don't care about any book unless it's life-changing because I can only fit a certain amount in a year uh, and all of them need to change my life or else I've wasted all that energy if I'm if you're reading pages of a book and you don't think that book is incredible then what the fuck are you doing imagine reading a shit book you know uh, so that's my rule Five out of ten memes, six out of ten YouTube videos, seven out of ten podcasts, eight out of ten film, nine out of ten TV show, and ten out of ten for a book. Anything less than any of those, you're a prick. So that's kind of the graph you should be looking at. Um, but yes, to all this talk of hierarchy has got me thinking about our boy gone wild, Jordan Peterson. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a Canadian psychologist professor, uh, though his ideas spill over into many uh, different disciplines. Uh, he was for many years just a academic lecturer and 
theorist at University of Toronto, but he shot to fame in 2015 or 2016 when he resisted the C-16 bill that basically said that you had to call trans people by their preferred pronouns. And his uh, response to that was not, well, in his words, it was not that he doesn't think they should be, but the idea that it's forced into law and that it's illegal not to is a violation of free speech. This brought up a whole debate on university campuses with him trying to do sp speeches on campuses and people trying to drown him out. Like, like the horrible, tedious leftists who are just super uncool, um, who don't like debate but like silencing people they all came in and then obviously with them came the right uh, and he gained a huge amount of popularity and became this sort of cult figure um, and now then he did this the book 12 rules for life and it was a best the bestseller and so he's part of this movement called the intellectual dark web which is basically uh, a group of thinkers who espouse establishment uh philosophy like um capitalism is good let's try and conserve traditional morality let's read take a look at gay marriage pro-trump uh, and all these kind of things and they they somehow sell it as if they're a radical oppressed group of intellectuals when actually what they're literally selling is pure establishment politics but jordan peterson he's a bit different to that lot because jordan peterson i i have a soft spot for jordan peterson in a weird way because i find him he's just very funny there's something really funny about him he is has this weird charisma he's he speaks with this he sounds like kermit the frog but and talks about kind of men being men and like stop being a little bitch basically but then does it in a voice like this he has really these kind of very tailored suits he's weirdly quite feminine but then has become the symbol of masculinity and he's just so serious is there sexual harassment in the workplace yes should it stop that'd be good will it well not at the moment it won't because we don't know what the rules are but with such a squeaky voice and there's something kind of cute about him and i do genuinely don't think he's a bad person i think a lot of his views are shared by very bad people and the people he chooses to spend his time with are very bad but i don't think he thinks i don't think he has malicious intent um and i think he's genuinely in his personal life he seems like he's probably quite a good person uh so there's something he's weird he's like an accessible point and one of the definite benefits, I think, for Jordan Peterson to me is he's helped me understand conservatism. I think growing up as a leftist, I never really understood what conservatism was or what the appeal was. I just assumed they were all kind of idiots. And Jordan Peterson, he does, for all his flaws, he does uh, help uh, explain what conservatives want. And there's, you know... I think there's an argument to go back to a more uh, reasonable conservatism. We've had Donald Trump is now the leading conservative, and it's like it feels so far away from what conservatism should be. And I feel aspects of what Jordan Peterson is like are more appealing for what I would want the opposition to the left to be like. 
which is protecting tradition, protect, protecting traditional morality, uh, being uh, is quite conservative in the actual personality, not uh, a misogynistic, dev- sexual deviant like Donald Trump that seems to be so far removed from any form of real conservatism. I, I kind of hate to admit it, but certainly for a few weeks, I was quite into Jordan Peterson um, because as a young man at university i was a marxist and i was uh, surrounded by a lot of leftists and we're having very interesting debates and like i was developing my point of view i was reading interesting theories a lot of stuff that was really invigorating me but i felt disconnected from the left because they were such uh tedious cut were constantly trying to cancel people who were no platforming people for saying stuff that wasn't really even that radical uh, there was a lot of self-pity. Uh, they shut down debate. And it was like, there was a lot of just tedious stuff, especially with humour. I think because I was part of trying to be a comedian and the stuff I found funny, I was often told to be morally reprehensible because it didn't fit in this very tight worldview. So when I saw Jordan Peterson sort of not only standing up for free speech, that I, you know, I'm a big believer in free speech, even though a lot of people who... I believe I agree with on everything else seem to think free speech is something that's semi-irrelevant as long as you fit a very certain I'm big believer in free speech up to a certain point I think there is a cut-off point where free speech becomes infringing on other rights but where that line is drawn is utterly ridiculous a lot of the time like people cancelling people for doing ironic jokes that's not where the line is the line is when you're inciting racial hatred at universe like true racial hatred that's where the line should be not a comedian telling a joke there was such a, a tedious worldview of kind of like well actually you can't say that it's just like, oh, fucking oh. so that and, and they don't realize that a lot of the woke kind of shite drove a lot of young men to Peterson. And I think there's a lot to learn from Jordan Peterson about the reason why I think I was drawn... There was something incredibly compelling about someone standing up and going to young men, you matter. And that if you get your life in order, you can live a meaningful existence and add value to the world. Because a lot of the conversations, there was so much hatred towards white straight men as representations of the patriarchy of colonialism and it just even i felt though i think there's a lot of truth to that i felt there's this exhausting sort of pressure dumped at your feet before you'd even done anything in the world and there was these sort of people who had this weird smugness that thought because they were more historically oppressed that they were somehow morally better than you and it was was really i think for a lot of young men it's just it's too much but then peterson daddy old daddy over here comes over and says i care about you the amount of times the guy just cries over the plight of young men and like it's funny and ridiculous because he's always like it's just like these poor men have never had an encouraging word in their goddamn life it goes on in the interview to say at this point to my astonishment peterson begins to weep yeah well it says see now it did it to me again look last night you know i was at this talk I gave and about a thousand people came and about 500 of them stayed afterwards and most of them were young men you know and just one of them after the other comes up to me and they shake my hand and they say look I've been listening to what you've been saying for six months and it's changed my life it's like I was depressed I was addicted to drugs Uh, my relationships weren't working out I was hopeless I didn't have any goal 
I started cleaning up my room and telling the truth and working hard on myself, and it's really working, and I just want to thank you for helping me. And I thank God. It's so, it's so sad that so many of these men, you know, they've not had an encouraging bloody word, a real encouraging word in their entire life. It just takes a little bit of of encouragement and care so that they're willing to set themselves straight to some degree and start trying. It's just a catastrophe that that's, that's so rare in their lives. And it's like, yes, it's ridiculous. And yes, it's a little bit naive in some ways, but also it's for depressed young men who feel so isolated from the modern world. It is very compelling having someone saying, I hear you, I empathize with you. So I think there's a lot the left can learn if they don't want to stop losing so many young men to the new right by just being like, you matter. And just, uh, you know, giving men a space to be have purpose. Because there's this narrative that building that almost that if you're a white straight man, by being successful in any way, you are inherently stealing or being oppressive. So it leaves these men with no real sense of duty or meaning to their lives so then they turn to someone daddy figures like peterson who just say the simple thing you matter your life has value if you get your life in order it will be for the best um and it's very compelling and i take it quite seriously because i have so many the amount of male friends i have who are have had suicide attempts who are suicidal who have committed suicide it is it's the biggest killer of men under 40 and it's like it's really personally affected me in so many ways and I think a lot of Peterson's views are fucking mental have you heard him on climate change have you heard him on abortion have you heard him on gay marriage like these things where he says stuff that makes no sense that seems so dumb but when it comes to self-help a lot of his stuff I know has helped a lot of my male friends. So I feel very hesitant to just write it off as all bullshit. When I know there's so many men who are so lost and feel there's no where for them to really go. But then they have John Peterson saying like that their life has some value. And I think that is something that I really disagree with at the left. It's the way they treat uh, the historically oppressive as being... They just chuck the entire weight of all this history at their feet. And I do think it's overwhelming. I think it does feed into it. The reason I think that Peterson has some value is that he provides solutions. And I think the solutions are quite helpful. A lot of stuff like uh, takes responsibility, stop being so self-pitying, um, get your life in order, don't chase after happiness, chase after meaning. But this is fairly basic self-help stuff. This is not his original thoughts. But that stuff's great. But I think the reason why he thinks the problems are kind of wrong. I don't think... I think a lot of the mental health crisis is due to things like capitalism and modern society and uh, and the kind of, kind of alienation of modern life. While he can be quite good on motivation and basic self-help, uh, whenever pushed any further on things like solutions to global warming or capitalism, it all falls apart. So yeah, I'm very torn about it because I think a lot of it's a sort of con in the sense that he, a lot of the good sides of what he says are taken from other philosophers and he uses that as a Trojan horse to say some quite 
reactionary, dangerous things. Like I don't, I don't know. I think you can take an academic seriously who doesn't think climate change is an issue. Like I don't know, it doesn't. All this thing about logic and truth and stuff. It's like climate change. How can you be a believer in you know facts? Don't care about your feelings. With the complete annihilation of the planet due to human impact, it's like bizarre. The kind of neckbeard, fedora wearing horde. What about facts? Don't care about your feelings. Yeah, well, read a book then. But he is bringing, he is making a lot of these ideas accessible to people who wouldn't normally engage with them. And he's having this person as a motivational speaker is way better than Jason Capital or any other TikTok motivational speakers who I often talk about. Because he is still encouraging people to read. He's encouraging people to engage with ideas. And he's encouraging people to think independently. Um and no one has captured a mass audience like him. So there's a lot to learn on the left when it's so because the left is so such an elite club uh, and it's so inaccessible for a lot of people. And he has managed to make intellectualism very successful. And I've seen him in interviews where he has admitted he's wrong, and I think in quite a mature way. And I think if he's building a base of people who are obsessed with reason and truth and logic, that's a much easier right to reason with than the old anti-intellectual Christian right who you don't even know where to start debating with them because reason is off the table. You know, there's no real way to debate those idiots. But at least with the Jordan Peterson lot, their whole thing is meshed up in an idea that they're using reason to overcome. So I think that is a base that's a lot easier to work with uh, when it becomes undeniable that capitalism is destroying the planet. Um, because surely soon they'll have to use that famed truth and logic of theirs to try and think of a system that actually has a future. I don't know how I feel about how I've expressed my views on this. Not a particularly funny one. Um, I think I'm going to do another part on Peterson. Um, but yeah. I'll be doing a lot more light-hearted one tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts below. And I'll see you tomorrow.